Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. to be lifted high above every other name. Your blood alone was shed. By your stripes we're healed. By your blood we're washed clean. By your broken body our sins are forgiven. And on this Sunday, God, where we take communion, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. For each and every one of us, there's one Lord and one faith, one baptism, one spirit, one way to enter in by your blood. We acknowledge that today, God, and we offer you thanks. We offer you our hearts. And I ask, Father, that you would release healing into this body, God, as today we have partaken of your blood and your body, proclaiming your death, remembering your death, and that you rose again. Father, I ask you, release healing in this body, spiritual, physical, emotional. Father, you you paid for it all. It wasn't just a little bit of healing. It's for all of our healing, complete and total restoration complete and total newness of life. You mend our broken hearts. You restore what the locusts have eaten. So we ask for that today, Father. Release healing and wholeness in our midst. healing and wholeness in our midst, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Um, I'm going to make a statement this morning that the Lord's put on my heart to do, and then we're going to take a moment and pray together as a body, and then we're going to preach. Well, I'm going to preach, and we're all going to receive what the Lord had. Unless anyone wants to preach, maybe you, you feel free. Um, but I'd like to. I, I typed this out because uh, I, didn't, I wanted it to be from my heart and not uh, miss anything. Um, so I speak to you as your pastor this morning and say this past year, the church leadership and I have had to navigate through some difficult situations with multiple families within our church body. Our intentions have always been healing and restoration for the families and everyone involved. Yet looking back, we made some errors and would do some things differently when challenged with similar circumstances again. I personally made mistakes that I would change if I could. I take responsibility and apologize for that as your pastor. What I can tell you is that we're committed to growing and learning from our mistakes in order to fulfill the responsibilities God's given us in leading and shepherding this body in a healthy way that's honoring to him and everyone involved. What I would ask of you is that you pray for us, for families that are hurting, and if you've heard something that concerns you or you have any questions, please reach out to the elders. Uh, Let them help you. Amen. Um, The only thing that I would add to that is um, part of navigating through these things, uh, especially when they're delicate, you're trying to uh, uh, protect families and individuals and children and everyone involved, um, that you try to do that in a discreet way and in a way that protects them and um, but in that, as a church family, we feel things together. Uh, so sometimes not 
uh, knowing everything and this and that leads us naturally to maybe assumptions or this or that, and then we share something. And my experience is every time something gets shared, something gets added to it or something gets taken away, it's just how things happen. And then rumors get spread that then just add more pain to families that are hurting And so I would just pray that us as a body that we learn in that and grow in that and that we let those things stop with us and that instead of spreading things or sharing things that's not directly a part of us individually or as a family that we just take those things that we do know and we take them to the Lord and we pray and we honor one another in that. Amen. And then I would just ask if you would just join with me in prayer and just pray over this this family. Amen. And... um, so God, I just come before you today as pastor and leader of the church, Lord, and just as a child of God and as a dad and as a husband. And Lord, I just ask your forgiveness for areas in my life and my leadership, God, where I didn't represent you well, areas that I made mistakes, God. Um, and we ask, Lord, that you help us to grow, that you forgive me. Pray for our church leadership, God. They're amazing people, and I know their hearts, and and I know they've done the best they can, God. But just, Lord, as, as leadership and so many different things uh, throughout the year, God, we just submit ourselves to you. We humble ourselves before you. We pray for the wisdom of the Lord and the leading of the Lord. We pray to have your eyes and your heart in everything that we do. I just want to take a moment, God, and thank you for this body, for this church family, for every individual, God. We pray for them, Lord. We pray for every family and every individual, everyone here this morning, God, no matter what they've gone through. And we just declare healing and life into them, Lord, into their hearts. We pray full restoration, God, into each individual, Lord, that you just draw their heart near to you in their mind. And we pray healing and wholeness over them, God, for your glory. We just pray also, God, just over this family, Lord, that you would teach us how to continue to grow and maintain, uh, God, a culture of honor in this house that protects one another, God, that, Lord, we would we would not step into assumptions and that, Lord, we wouldn't have discord and, God, there wouldn't be the spreading of things that brings pain, but, God, help us to be a family that protects and honors one another in everything that we do. And, again, God, where we've fallen short in that, God, we just ask your forgiveness and I just pray over this body, God, that it is powerful, that it is strong, that it is pure, that it is healed, that it is whole, God. And uh, we just thank you, Lord. Take this family, take this body, God, and grow us, Lord, in a way that is honoring to you. And we just praise you and thank you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, Along with that... um, I feel a lot of times uh, God's so good. He always knows where we're at individually. He knows where we're at as a body. And um, and so the Lord just showed me some things and highlighted uh, some things to me this week that I want to want to preach on this morning. The title of my message is Leaping Over a Wall. I've never preached on Leaping Over a Wall before, but I'm going to preach about Leaping Over a Wall today. And, uh, and, I, I, and so I just say, I feel like it's God's heart for us as a church and where we're at. This message is 100% for me as much as it is anyone here today. And so I want to just kind of dive into this little bit and uh, be a little bit even more vulnerable uh, with myself and use, use uh, where I'm at uh, as a little bit of an example today uh, in this message. But uh, so I want to talk about what's it what's 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 it mean to leap over a wall and kind of where some of the things even that I just shared but we're going to we're going to we all we all will face and feel pain of things that we that we go through in life uh, I think everyone in here has had something happen uh, in their life where, you know, you get hit in the gut, you get that phone call, 
this happens, whatever it might be, that just you, it's just a direct punch in the gut where you lose your breath. And we, we, we have these things and uh, we go through things that, that, that have trauma uh, or result in trauma, uh, rejection. We go through trials, uh, unfaithfulness maybe, uh, disagreements, um, our own personal failures, um, attacks, uh, broken relationships, uh, breach of trust, uh, tragedy that happens, uh, loss of a loved one maybe, uh, all these things, just life, right, that happens in us. And, and um, I have experienced great victories and uh, the joy and peace that come out of those victorious seasons in life, and I've experienced the pain and heaviness of being uh, in what felt like the bottom of the valley at times in my life. And I know that you guys have all been through and experienced those seasons in life. Uh, um, the past 12 to 13 months have been some of the uh, most difficult, uh, challenging times of my life. Um, personally, uh, within my own family, and, w- and within the ministry uh, here. And um, so with that being said, leaping over a wall, what God's put on my heart today is that he not only wants to cover us when we're in it, not only does he want to empower us or bring us through it, but he wants to get us over it, over it, like over it. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And can I add a little side note here just because I'm uh, extra, extra cautious here. But um, has anyone ever told you just to get over something? How'd that feel? Lord, help us never tell anyone to just get over something. There are some things that you go through in life that you can't get over on your own. So I'm going to be preaching a message today about leaping over the wall. And the heart of this is, is how God does not only want to sustain us in something, bring us all the way through something, but how he wants to get us over something to where we're healed and whole on the other side. And so, uh, so as I speak this message, please understand my heart in that. And in no way am I or, or speaking, hey, just get over this thing, let this thing go. Again, we can't do this, but he can. Amen. And all of these different areas of things that happen in life. And so uh, I guess I'm saying it's, it, you know, it's one thing to get through something and to survive it, but it's God's heart and will to empower us to get over that thing with no lingering effects other than our testimony of his faithfulness and his steadfast love. Amen. So that's what I'm aiming at. Well, let's get in the Word so you guys can see where in the world I even came up with this thought of leaping over a wall. I've never been a very good jumper. Have you guys? Uh, 2 Samuel in chapter 22. Are you guys turned to that now? Are you ready? 2 Samuel 22. I want to, I'm going to kind of just pick out certain verses in this because I don't have time to read it all. But I want to go to verse 1. So 2 Samuel 22 and 1. And this is what it says. It says, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song uh, on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So watch this. Um, at the end, this is, this is the song that David gives and reads to the Lord after he had been through all of these things in his life. Okay, so that's powerful to kind of keep in in mind and in context. And then go to verse 17. Okay, we'll read through 20 here. So then then in in what he's given to the Lord, uh, he says in verse 17, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. How many of you are thankful today that the Lord's drew you out of many waters? He delivered me from the strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of calamity, but the Lord was my support. You know, we're going to be able to share some testimony, and, and, and in that testimony, you're going to talk about some things that happened, but there's going to be that, but my Lord, but my Lord. So David says, but the Lord, amen, 
And uh, verse 20, he also brought me out into uh, a, a broad place, and he delivered me because he delighted in me. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now, when you go to verse 29 and 30, these are the key verses that God put on my heart for us as a family. Verse 29, then David says, for you are my lamp, O Lord, the Lord shall enlighten my darkness. He's going to bring light into the dark season of my life. The Lord is going to bring light into this dark season of my, this dark season is going to be illuminated with my Lord. This is what David said. And again, this is his testimony. He, he's saying, this is what the Lord did for me. Now I'm through all of these battles in my life, and this is what the Lord did for me. And then in verse 30, and here's the heart of what God, God has shown me. And he says, for by you I can run against a troop. So for by you I can run through this thing. By you, God, I'm going to make it through. But then he says this, and this is what has really just kind of gripped my heart. But then it says, but by my God, I can leap over a wall. Isn't that powerful? So by my God, I can run through a troop. I'm going to make it through this storm. I'm going to make it through this thing. Come on, I'm going to get to the other side of it. But then David says, but by my God, I can leap over a wall. What's a wall? It's a barrier. It's something that's in the way. Amen? And it, 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 it's an obstruction. And David says, I'm going to be able to not only get through this, but I'm going to be able to get over this thing. And this was his testimony. For by you I can run through it, and by my God I can leap over a wall. When I was thinking about this and different scenarios in the Scripture, you know, it made me think of, it made me think of the Israelites and how... How, 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 how the Israelites got through it, right? Like they were, they were brought out of, of slavery in Egypt, but they never got over it. They never got over it. They were brought out of slavery, and yet they never got over it. They were left wandering in the wilderness. And here's the kind of a heart-wrenching part of that story is, is that it kept a whole generation from stepping into the promised land. It kept a whole generation from their inheritance. And they were right there at the border of it. All those years they were lingering, man, they were right there in, 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 inside of it. They could see it, but they could never inherit it because, again, they made, it, they made it through it, but they never got over it. I'm just trying to get us to see this morning that God is not only deliverer, but he's healer and he's restorer. Come on, someone. He's not only deliverer, but he's healer and he's restorer. He will cover us in it. He will lead us through it. And he will grace us to leap over it. And this is so powerful because this is David's testimony here in 2 Samuel in 22. And again, it's towards, the, it's towards the very end of his life. And we know, we know about David and we know some of his story and how he faced lions and he faced giants and he had enemies trying to kill him. And he had his own moral failures and the shame and the stuff that came along with that. And he faced betrayal and, and he, he, he faced the loss, the heart-wrenching loss of a child I mean he faced all of these things and then now we're hearing his testimony here and David is saying but by you God I got through it by you I could run against it it was hard God but you you brought me through it but the heart of, I feel like, where God wants to get us to today is not just the hope that, that, that you know, because there's been things that God's brought me through this year, and, and with his help, he's, he's empowering me to help me leap over these things, but I've still got some things that I'm in right now. And so I take hope in who my God is and what his word says. And by my God, I can run through a troop. I can, we can get through this season. And this is what David is saying. But God, again, doesn't just, just bring you through it so that you can continue to carry it and keep looking back at it. But David's testimony here was, was, was not only that God did bring him through it all, but he got him over it. He says, by my God, I can leap over a wall. 
By my God, it, this thing, it's, it, it wasn't going to define me. So what did David do? He kept worshiping. He kept worshiping, and he kept writing songs, and he kept ministering to the Lord. Come on. By you, God, I can run against it. By you, God, I can leap over this thing. What will your testimony be? What will, what will my testimony be? If God can give you the strength to get you through it, then he can give you the power to get over it. He doesn't want it, want it plaguing you the rest of your life. He doesn't want you walking around with residue from it. Come on, somebody. David said in Psalm in chapter 41 and verse 4, Lord, be merciful to me. He said, and this is key, he said, Lord, heal my soul. Heal my soul. Man, that's a whole different level. Lord, be merciful to me and heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. In other words, now that I'm through it, he says, Lord, make me whole, make me whole. God wants us to see this morning and to look at these different examples that we have. And I'm going to share a few more here in just a moment. But it, 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 as, as God uh, graces us to go through something, and when we're in the season of going through it, we're going to feel that thing. When people are feeling pain, you can see it. It's visible. And it's okay. If you're, in the, if you're in that place today of going through something, man, it's okay. Keep your eyes locked on Jesus. Maybe don't hide that thing. If you, if you smash your finger, if I smash my finger right now with the hammer, you guys would see the pain in my finger on my face. You would hear the pain coming out of my mouth. Amen. But I'm here to tell you that you can hold on to your God because even in that moment that you might feel forsaken, man, he's that. he is right there beside you. He's the source that's holding you together in that place. But we know that as David testified, by my God, I can run through a troop. By my God, I will make it through this thing. By my faith in God, he's going to fight this battle for me. He's going to help me. Come on. All things truly do. He, he works out good for, for those who love him and obey him. God, it's going to be good on the other end of this thing. But I think where we, where we miss it sometimes is, is past getting through it. And getting over the wall to the point where, as David cried out, Lord, heal the very depths of my soul where there's no lingering effect on my life. Because I believe that God, no matter what we go through, can take us to a place of healing and restoration that when he empowers us to leap all over the, over the wall, it will not continue to come out of our lips and it, it won't be seen on our face. Come on. That's our God. That's how he's able to heal. I thought about this. Everybody doing okay? I thought about this and, oh no, the word residue has just kind of, is just been, I've been hearing that. And um, we know the story of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and, the Bible says that, and this is important, but that they were, they were bound, right? So they weren't just thrown into the furnace, but they were, they were literally bound where they couldn't, where they couldn't move. And they were thrown into, into the, the fiery furnace. And the Bible says that, that the men who, who carried them up to the furnace, like the heat was so severe that the men that carried them uh, up, uh, up to that furnace were, were killed from, from, the, from the flames. It was so hot. They toss them in. They're bound. They can't move. King Nebuchadnezzar suddenly just kind of stands up. Scripture says... He looks over at his counselors and he says, um, didn't we throw three men in there? Yeah, 
And he says to me, he says, look, I, I see four. And they're all loose. Weren't they bound when we threw them in? And why is there four? Now there's four, they're loose, and they're walking around in the midst of the fire. And they're not hurt. And, 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 and Nebuchadnezzar said, and that fourth guy in there, the fourth one, looks like, looks like the son of God. Come on. And then, he, and then he, 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 he caused them to come out. He's like, okay, get back out of there. That didn't work. He says, y'all get out of there. And l- listen to this, it's powerful. Daniel chapter three, if you guys want to read it, it's so good, but, but just verse 27. So he sees them, he sees that they're four, they're loose, they're walking around. He calls them to get out. Verse, their, uh, verse chapter three, 27 says, and the satraps and the administrators and the governors uh, and kings, the king's counselors, they all gathered together and they saw these men whose bodies, the Bible said, uh, uh, that the, the fire had no power. They saw these men whose bodies, the fire had no power. They saw these men that were thrown into this situation. Now they're seeing them, and, and, and the, the fire had no power. It says the hair, the, 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 their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and, and the smell of fire was not on them. In other words, there was no lingering residue on them from what they went through. They, 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 they were put in that situation. They were thrown in the fire. They were burned, man. They were in that season that there was someone in there with them. And at the end of this thing, not only did God sustain them in the middle of that, no, no, not only did God bring them through and get them out of it, but he got them over it where they didn't even smell like smoke on the other side of it. I declare over you today that some of you have been in a fire and you been hurt, man, and it should have consumed you, but guess what? It didn't consume you because somehow by the grace of God, you gathered up enough strength in you for him to lead you this morning and run through the troops and get in this house so you could hear the voice of the Lord. And I declare over you today, and I declare over myself today, I'm prophesying into myself today that when I come out on the other side of this, that I will not smell like smoke. There will be no lingering residue in me as a son, as a man, as a father, as a dad, as a pastor, that I will be healthy because that's my God's will. And I declare over you today that that is God's will over you. And I declare over this house, that is this house will have seasons that it goes through fire. Come on, somebody. That he will carry us through it. That he will grace us in the middle of it. And at the end of it, he will bring us out of it. And I declare over this house that when he brings us through it, come on, that no hair will be singed. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering today. God, you're not just going to take us through it. You're not just going to get us through it, but you're going to get us over it. He is such a good God, isn't he? Here's the key. You better make sure Jesus is in the midst of it with you. Because the truth is, is the, 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 the fire had no power over them because they were in the will of God. And Jesus was in the very midst of them. This is how you keep the fire from having power over you. The battle that we have is often when we go through fires. See, a lot of times we think, well, why did Shadrach and Meshach, why did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego even have to go through the fire? Sometimes we're like, God, why do I have to go through this? But how do you know it's the trials and it's the things that we go through in life by the grace of God that gives us strength, that produces perseverance and character and hope? Come on, somebody. 
But the reality of this is, is when we go through, when we go through stuff and we get the, we get that news, we get that phone call, we get that report, or we, we hear this or whatever happens and we get the, the, that gut punch that knocks the air out of us. One of the first things that the enemy always tries to do is to isolate you. Always tries to isolate you. Because once he and then once he gets you isolated, you get discouraged. When you get discouraged, we stop seeking the Lord the way that we normally do. We start hearing ourselves and other things more than the Lord and all these things. It's so important because the fire had no power over them because Jesus was in the very, very, very midst walking with them through that fire. God, may we keep our eyes locked on you, Jesus, through everything that we go through. God wants to empower you to leap over your walls. I want to just identify some things. Because I feel like what happens in, in, in uh, trials, seasons of trials and seasons of pain and seasons of tragedy and loss in our life and these, these seasons of hardships that, that as we go through them, a lot of times there's, there's walls that can, can get established. And like I just mentioned, the, sometimes it's the wall of isolation and uh, walls of anxiety and walls of fear, walls of depression, walls of bitterness, walls of offense, walls of tragedies, walls of shame and guilt. These are all things that oftentimes linger on us even after God brings us out of something. There are walls that are there. Walls of shame and guilt, walls of abandonment, walls of accusation, walls of broken relationships. And I just want to share with you today what's on my heart, the scripture that God gave me is, man, let God restore your leap to get over those walls. Like, don't just, don't just get all the way to, to bar, Barnish, uh, what, what's that, uh, Kadesh Barnea? So where that is, where, where they were at, and they were right there. Did I mess that up, Pastor Jim? I did, I did. That's a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God, restore my leap. Jesus, restore my leap. Thank you for bringing me through it, Lord. Thank you for bringing me through it, God. But I don't want to live the rest of my life with these walls around me, God. Help me to leap. I'll restore my leap, God. Give me the jump to overcome these things. So sometimes I think we just need to speak out in faith and say, these walls will not stop me, these walls will not confine me, and these walls will not define me. These walls will not stop me, these walls will not confine me, and these walls will not define me. I'm going to say it again. These walls will not stop me, these walls will not confine me, and these walls will not define me. Come on, somebody. And it's so important because if not, we stay captive. We just change addresses. If not, you stay captive, you just change addresses. Help us, Lord. I want to I make sure that you understand this morning that I'm speaking this message to myself. And I'm not downplaying in any form or fashion pain and the grief and hurt that we feel and that we go through it. It says in Ecclesiastes, there's, there's seasons, there's times for things. There's times where you're going to mourn, and there's times you're going to rejoice. There's times you're going to dance, there's times you don't feel like dancing. So I'm not downplaying that. Life happens, and sometimes life is so hard. Sometimes there's things that happen that don't make sense. There's people that have experienced um, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, that, that's hurt them so much. There are people that have experienced the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a parent that just brings, brings such great pain. We've all probably lived, well, not probably, we did, we've, we've all walked through the pain of our own personal moral failures in life where we've sinned and the, and the causes and the effects of those things. 
We've all maybe gotten news of a tragedy somehow or really bad news close or something that impacted our family. I mean, it's, so so this, is, this is real life for all of us and we all have these things that happen and, and we trust God and in the moments of it, we, we pull around one another and we support one another and we strengthen one another and we help walk through these things. And, um, but God, but God, it's one of the last things David said to the Lord in this, in this song that he reads to him. And he's got this whole list of his whole life and all the things and all the hurt and all the, all the stuff. But God, but God, come on somebody, but God. He said, but God, get a leap, get a leap in you by the grace of God to overcome it. Like this is his testimony. It's like he brought me, but God, but God, he brought me through it. He brought me through it. He empowered me to run through a troop. He, and, he, and he helped me. He helped me to leap over a wall. He helped me to get over it. David's testimony here is two parts. He delivered me and he healed me. He delivered me and he healed me. Come on. I have another example I wasn't sure if I was going to share with you, but I think I want to. Uh, will you turn in your Bibles with me to, um, to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 17? Luke in chapter 17. You guys there? Look at this. Uh, it's a familiar passage. And normally, uh, when 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 this met, uh, story of the ten uh, ten lepers being cleansed uh, is preached, and I, I've preached it this way, usually the the focal point is is the importance of of giving thanks and uh, uh, and and those that didn't. But I want I want us to, to kind of highlight something in here that fits in with with what God's speaking to us today about about being completely healed and overcoming things and being whole. Uh, but here's this story the 10 lepers. It's in Luke 17. And let's just start reading at verse 11, if you would join with me there. Now it happened as, as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. Verse 13 says, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. So in their obedience, they were cleansed. And one of them, verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice, he glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now look at this, verse 17. So Jesus said, uh, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, he says, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And if you read that in the King James Version, it's the word whole, which is complete. Complete. Now, now let's just look at this here because this is, this is very, very important. Of, of I feel like God's heart of what he's wanting to speak into us as a body this morning. But when you really look at this and you look at these 10 lepers and you think of what, what, what leprosy was and often what it represents in, in and through Scripture, that here is these, these men. And leprosy, leprosy affected uh, uh, people physically. It, it affected their appearance. It affected them mentally. It affected them emotionally. Like in every area of, of life. Um, uh, and so they, they dealt with, uh, we talk about leaping over the walls. They had, you know, walls of torment, like physical uh, pain, torment, uh, uh, mental anguish, um, walls of isolation, walls of rejection, walls of loneliness, walls of heaviness. Like truly this thing was like a prison that, that they were in. Have you ever gone through something so severe in your life that it just felt like a prison? You went to bed with it and it 
it was heavy and somewhere in there you just you 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 finally just fell asleep but then when you woke up that next morning it's all you thought about and even though you went and tried to do stuff everything that you went and did was on your mind come on someone any ever anyone else ever been there in lot it just it felt like it was a prison that news that you got that tragedy that happened and then wondering how we're going to be able to handle this thing and but these lepers man it's like this is the, the the extreme situation that they were in as it literally consumed their life and it was again it was mental it was emotion it was spiritual it was every aspect of them and then Jesus, as, as they come to him, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And the Bible says that as they went uh, 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 and they walked it out in obedience, that they were, and this is important, the Bible says that they were cleansed. That they were, that they were cleansed. In other words, they were, they were brought out from their physical affliction. Amen. Cleansed. From the leprosy. Now, nine of them were content with getting through it. They got through it. They got cleansed. They didn't see the sores on them anymore. But it says that one turned back to Jesus when he saw his physical body and he saw that his skin had been cleansed and the sores were gone and no longer was his, was his muscles in this excruciating pain. And so he saw this and the Bible says the one then he turned back to Jesus when he saw he was healed. The Bible says he ran back glorifying God that he made it through it and he fell at Jesus' feet giving him thanks. And Jesus Jesus says, where, 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 are the other, where are the other nine at? And then he looked at the one, and this is so powerful. And then Jesus looked at that one that ran back to him, and he says, son, arise and go your way. In other words, get up and go. I'm empowering you to leap over the wall now. Come on. And so now he said, your faith has made you whole. He made it out of leprosy. His body no longer had that aff affliction on it. Come on. But he still wasn't whole. Those other nine were not whole. But it wasn't until the man recognized, man, God, finally, it's been so long in my life, so much pain, so much isolation, man, so much loneliness. They've been cast out, man. Come on. They couldn't work. They couldn't get food. There's so many things that come along with it. And he looked and he says, man, it's gone, but I don't want to just get out of it and continue to live as an outcast. Come on, somebody. He said, I want to get back to where I belong. And so he ran back to Jesus and he said, he was worshiping loud and he fell at his feet in faith. And Jesus saw it and he says, okay, now you got it. And now Jesus says, now get up and get over it, and go, you are whole. Let me tell you something right now. The mistakes that you've made in your life, the failures that, 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 you, that you've allowed into your life, the situations that you couldn't uh, control, the injustices that you faced, the pain that you went through. Come on, someone. Whatever that it may be, come on. Come on, it hurt and it was real. But I want you to know something. God not only wants to sustain you in the middle of that thing, he wants to, he wants to cleanse you and, and bring you out of it. But not only does he want to bring you out of it, but if you'll throw yourself at the feet of Jesus and lock eyes on him, I'm telling you that he will cleanse your mind. He will purify your heart. Come on, he will change your thought and your thinking process and what once was just a heavy weight over your life and, and a darkness. He's going to come in the midst of that and be the light that's going to shine. Come on, man. And you'll look back. You'll have the memory of that moment, but no longer will it be a weight or a darkness over you, but it will be a light that reveals the glory of God that loved you so much that he just didn't bring you out of that moment, but he completely healed you on the other side of it. He didn't just get you through it, but he got you over it. Come on, somebody. Lord, let that be my testimony. Help me submit to you in such a way. I tell you, you got to be careful because the Lord will have you do things. 
There's not uh, uh, too many places in Scripture where the Lord said what he said here, but for some reason, he, 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 he told the ten, he says, now go show yourself to the priests. He could have just cleansed them right there in that moment, but there was, there was something that he gave them to do. There was an act of obedience on their part, and it was, a, it was through stepping out in, in, in the pain, in the anguish of everything that they had in that moment, and walking in that, that as they took those steps, come on, come on, the healing began to happen and take root in them. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Don't, don't be content with just getting through it. Just changing addresses. Turn back to Jesus and let him help. Let him restore your leap to get over the walls that were built in that tough season that you had to go through. I'm going to read just a couple more scriptures and I'm going to pray over you. Is that good? Everybody doing okay? Um, if you want to turn to them, you can. Or if you just want to write them down, I'm going to read them to you. Whatever would be easiest for you just to hear them and let this, let these, let this wash over you. But I want to, I want to go to uh, Psalm in chapter 34. Psalm in chapter 34. And uh, I'm just going to pull out three verses here that felt like the Lord highlighted for me that I want to share with you. Psalm 34, and it says in verse 17, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. And delivers them out of all their troubles. Isn't that powerful, guys? The righteous are going to cry out. They're not going to turn back. They're not going to look away. They're going to cry. The righteous are going to cry out to the Lord, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Come on. The Lord's near you. The Lord's near you. It's a tough thing because a lot of times in those moments that we're hurting the worst are the moments that we feel them the less. But yet he's near in those moments. It's so powerful. But watch this. And it says, and he saves such as have a contrite spirit. You guys know what a contrite spirit is? It's, 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 it's someone who has repented. It's someone who is, is repentful and humbling themselves from their own sins and failures and actions before the Lord. That's a contrite heart. Lord, I did this. I'm sorry. I lay it at your feet, God. I want, I want, I want restored from this, Lord. The Bible says, He saves such as have a contrite spirit. Verse 19, many are the, are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Come on. So good. Now, I want to finish in this passage revealing the heart of Jesus and the heart of this message that I'm preaching to myself today that you guys just uh, get to get it along with me. That he doesn't just promise that he'll go through the fire with me. That he doesn't just promise that he will bring me through that thing. He will, my God will empower me to run through a troop. But it's the promise and the hope and the reality that not only that, but he wants me to leap over the walls on the other side. That would that lead to complete wholeness and restoration of my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions. As David said, Lord, heal my soul. So it's in Isaiah in chapter 61, and you guys are familiar with this, but I just want to share a few things, and I'm going to pray over you. And I may have... Uh, Pastor Craig, uh, come in, in just a, in a few minutes, but and uh, but uh, Isaiah sixty one and and one. Uh, so just listen. You got you guys know this, but he, hear this in faith. Hear this as he's declaring this over you of what he wants to do in you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. 
He has sent me, Jesus, to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus says, I've come, I'm coming, I've came to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to restore their worship that they may be called trees of righteousness. They will be the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified in and through their life. How powerful is that, guys? Amen. And Craig, if you want to come on up, I'll, I'll finish and we'll, we'll pray for everyone. But, but, but can, we just, can we just look at this? Just look at, look at what he's saying um, over, over us right here for just a moment. Jesus, he says, this is what I came to do. This is what I came to fulfill uh, uh, for you. I came to heal the brokenhearted. How many of you have broken hearts today? Come on. I have a broken heart today. I have a broken heart. My heart hurts. It hurts. I'm just being real with you. My heart hurts. But Jesus came to heal my broken heart. He came to heal it. Not just put a band-aid on it. Not just to make me feel better. Come on, someone. But my heart's going to be healed. My heart's going to be pure. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. To make them whole. To proclaim freedom to captives and open prison doors to those who are bound. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring them through it and, I, and, and I'm going to set them free. And then he says, then I'm going to comfort them who are mourning. I want you to know, he's going to comfort the mourning. We've got people in this church that are mourning. They're mourning. They're mourning the loss of a loved one. They're mourning the loss of something that happened. Man, that mourning is there and it's real. And I want you to know that Jesus is, will step right into the middle of that thing and be the only comfort that I really bring you through it if you'll let him step into it. He says, this is what I come for, man. I'm, I'm near. I'm near. I'm near the brokenhearted. I'm going to heal the brokenhearted. I'm going to comfort. I'm going to comfort you in your mourning. If you're in pain, Jesus says, I'm going to comfort you in your pain. You're, you might feel alone, but you're not alone. I'm there. Just be still in it and know that I am God. Then he says, then he says, when, when I bring you when I bring you through this, and I will, and you're on the, on the other side of it, Jesus says, I, I came, and, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take their, I'm gonna take your ashes, and I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna turn the ashes of this situation. I'm gonna make something beautiful out of it. So that God can get the glory. Come on, someone. Then he says, I'm not gonna stop there. You're leaping over walls. I'm going to make you whole. Then he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to replace your mourning with the oil of gladness. It's so good. First, he's going to comfort you, Pastor Jason. First, he's going to comfort you. He's going to be in the midst of that thing with you. He's going to wrap his arms around you. And there's going to be a supernatural grace of comfort that comforts your heart in that thing that you cannot change on your own. And then as you carries you through that and he brings you out on the other side of it, man, he's I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take the ashes. Who 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 someone uh uh, uh help me because I'm real tired right now, so my mind's uh not good thinking clear, but who who made the painting? Justin's fiance uh, fiance. Fiance. Justin's fiance. Um we had a, a children's ministry night years ago and they all took things that, that hurt them or that bothered them, sin, I don't know, stuff. Yes. The bonfire. What? You taught on, the, on this. Yeah. And, she, and she took the... She, so they took the ashes from the fire that night and she took those and she, and she painted. And that, is that picture still over the water fountain? It's over the water fountain. 
And it's absolutely beautiful. What once laid under what was burnt, what that was wood and just this ash and it's nasty and you, it's really no good for absolutely nothing. And someone, someone took those ashes and took them and put them, put them on a clean slate. Come on, how many know that he's a good God and he'll take you and not put you back on an old slate but a clean slate? And he put him, he put it, she put him on that on a clean slate and made this beautiful picture out. I've come to tell you, this is what Jesus wants to do for us. This is what Jesus wants to do for this church. It's what Jesus wants to do for this house. It's what he wants to do for every family. It's what he wants to do for his body. Why? Why? Because we're all his bride and he's purifying his bride. Come on. Then I'm gonna that I'm going to replace the mourning from the season of pain that they went through, and I'm going to pour my oil of joy over them. Then I'm going to remove the heaviness and, and cover them with a garment of praise. And then he says, I'm going to take them. I'm going to plant them as trees of righteousness. <laughs> I'm going to plant them as trees of righteousness, and they're going to flourish. What's Jesus saying? He says, I'm going to deliver them. And then I'm going to restore them to wholeness. I'm going to deliver them. And I'm going to restore them to wholeness. I'm going to be with them in the middle of it. And I'm going to comfort them. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to deliver them out of it. And then I'm going to restore them to wholeness. For by you, Lord, by you, God, I have run through a troop. I've made it through. And by my God, I have leaped over a wall. By you, God, I've ran through a troop and I made it through you, through it. And by you, God, I'm leaping over the wall. Right now in my life, Lord, I declare that I'm running through it. <laughs> I'm not out of it, but I'm running through it. You can still see it on my face. But I declare that as he takes me through it, and graces me to leap over the walls that have been established in this season. Come on, someone. That I'll be whole on the other end of it. And what you'll see and what you will hear will be the glory of the Lord and a testimony of His faithfulness and His love and His power in our life in Jesus' name. He delivers and He restores. My God will empower you to run through a thing and when you get through it, he'll empower you and grace you to leap over every wall that's been established. So that just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of that fire, there was not even a, 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 a hint of smoke smell on them or the slightest stains on their clothes or ash on their skin. Jesus is going to bring you out. And just like he said to that, to that one uh, a leper that turned back, you can now get up and go. But now you're not, just, you're not just going physically healed, but you're going whole. I'm restoring everything that you lost in Jesus' name. Isn't that good? Will you stand with me? I'm just going to uh, have, what time? I'm going to have uh, Pastor Craig, if he, if he would just uh, sing, a, just lead us in worship for just a minute. And I want to, I don't know, hey, hey get, can I just have your attention real quick? I just been I just been as vulnerable as I could be this morning and so I'm going to ask for some vulnerability on your part this morning and I'm going to I'm going to ask you to come forward because we're all just going to pray together in a few moments but I'm going to ask you to step out this morning and lock eyes with Jesus if you're going through something right now in your life or your family, like you're 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 in it and it's a hard it's a hard season, and it hurts and, and there's pain and, and the different walls maybe of isolation or feeling rejection or whatever is there, and you just want to lock eyes with Jesus to 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 sustain you, to be the comforter, to come in the midst of that morning and comfort you, then I want I, I just want you to come down here right now because he's gonna show you that he's here, man. And I just invite you to come down. Amen. And and, and and if you're going through that thing and you just want to wanna testify to, to what Paul said, and he says, by, by my God, I'm going to run through a troop. 
I'm going to run through it. I'm going to make it through this. You just want to step out in faith this morning. And, and in your stepping out, man, you're not, you're not uh, 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 saying that this isn't real or that it doesn't hurt or it's not happening. But you're going to step out this morning. You're going to say, I'm in it. I'm in the middle of it right now. But by the grace of God, I, I grab a hold of, of David's testimony. And by God, by God, he was able to run through a troop. And you just want to step out this morning and say, you know what? I'm going to make it through this thing. I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to lock eyes with Jesus. He's going to get in the fire with me right now. I'm going to get unbound and we're going to walk around in the midst of it. He's going to bring me out of it. And and if you're at that place and I just invite you, please just come down here and stand or kneel. And I just want to come in agreement with you. And, 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 but I I feel like, I feel like the heart of the message today is for it for a lot of people that God's brought through it. You survived it. Your marriage survived. Come on, your relationship with your children survived or, or whatever that it may be. You survived it. You, you, you got through it. You made it through it. But you know that there's a lingering effect in it, man. You know there's still there's still pain. There's still hurt, maybe. There's still some of those different walls. Maybe you still feel rejected. Maybe you still ha- have bitterness. Maybe there's still loneliness. I don't know what it is, but you you, you, you came through it, but, but you haven't leaped over those walls yet. And right now, a lot of times when you're in that place, it's really hard to even see that you can get over them. That's why I said never tell someone just to get over it because you can't get over it on your own. But he will grace you and empower you, and he will help lead you to leap over that thing, and he'll bring wholeness into your life. So if you've come through something in your life, maybe even recently, but you know that there's a residue on you from that situation, man, you know how you feel about someone or whatever that it is or yourself or whatever that is, and you just you, you want to agree with this word today and say, Jesus, I am trusting that you are going to empower me to leap over this thing, and you're going to take the ashes in my life, and you're going to put me on a new canvas, and you're going to make something beautiful out of it, and God, you're going you're going to be the one that gets glory in Jesus' name. Amen? So I just stepping out here right now myself, and maybe I just preached this message for myself, and y'all just got to be partakers of it, but if you want to declare that over you, I invite you to come down here with me right now. We're going to pray together. Lord, you're going to grace me. I'm leaping over this thing. Come on. You're not just going to cleanse me. You're not just cleansing my heart. You're not just cleansing my body. But God, I'm going to be that one. I'm going to turn around right now. You're that, you're that one, like that one leper right now. You're that leper. You're, you're, just, you're coming back to Jesus now. You've been cleansed, but now you're going to come back to Jesus. You're running back to him right now, and you're going to lay at his feet, and you're going to worship him, and you're going to cry out to him, and you're going to say, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm breaking every agreement that, I, that I've accepted that, this is, that, that I have to carry this thing for the rest of my life, that this thing is going to be attached to me for the rest of my life. Man, let me tell you, there's no sin, there's no salt, uh, 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 failure or no fault or anything that, that is above the blood of Jesus. He will cleanse it. He will purify it. He will break it off of you for his glory. Amen. Right now. Amen. So I'm going to, uh, again, uh, uh, let, let's take a minute and just like when that leper returned, he worshiped. Can we just worship for just a minute right where you're at and you begin to call those things out to the Lord and then I'm going to pray over you. And then I'm going to pray, but you know your situation, and I'm just going to invite you right now to, to, to pray out in faith and ask Jesus to step in it with you right now. Agree with his wholeness. Agree with his healing in Jesus' name. So let's pray together. Father God, we love you, and we thank you for always knowing just what we need, Jesus. You're so absolutely good to us. And today, God, we just are at this place as a family of just being real, and God, the truth of it is, is God, life hurts and it brings pains. Some of it we can control, some of it we can't control. Some of it is self-inflicted by our own decisions and, and, and actions and some intentional and some unintentional. But Lord, wherever it lays at, life creates pain and it creates wounds. And we just stand in your word today, God. We stand in your word. We stand in your word. Here David was at the end of his life, and after all that he went through and all the pain that he felt in his life, and he said, my God, my God empowered me to to run through a troop. He empowered me to make it through that difficult, all those difficult things that I went through. And then he said, and my God empowered me to leap over the walls 
to not just, he didn't just deliver me, but he healed me. I declare over each and every man and woman that stepped out here in faith this morning in obedience, just like those 10 lepers did, that Jesus, by your blood, they are cleansed. By your blood, they are cleansed, Jesus. Their sin is forgiven. Their bodies are healed. Their minds are being healed, God. They are cleansed. But God, we step in a little bit deeper and we say, Jesus, by your grace, empower them to leap over the walls right now in their life. Where there's walls of direct, uh, of, uh, of just uh, rejection, walls of shame, uh, walls of guilt. Uh, God, deep things that's happened in childhood or, or, or a marriage that didn't last or God whatever it is Lord I declare right now Lord we ask empower them to leap over those walls they will not they will not stop me they will not confine me and they will not define me they'll no longer stop me they will no longer confine me and they will no longer define me we are healed and we are whole in Jesus' name, Lord, you are leading us over those walls and you're tearing those walls down. I declare healing. I declare restoration. I declare fullness. Jesus, as you came, that you would step into those that are mourning and that you would comfort them. And as you comfort them, God, that you would that you would begin to pull off, God, that blanket of heaviness and that, Lord, you would begin to pour over them the garment of praise in Jesus' Jesus' name. Oh God, begin to lift off that spirit of heaviness and begin to pour out your supernatural oil of joy that floods their heart in Jesus' name. Jesus, we lock eyes with you. We submit ourselves. We humble ourselves, God, in these seasons that we're in. And we say, Jesus, we trust you. We trust your leadership to lead us through. Ho, 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 over every wall for your glory, for the glory of God, for your glory, God, that you can shine through us. I agree with every one of them, God, every one of them. Let their testimony be. By God, I made it through every troop. And by my God, I was able to leap over every wall. And I was made healed, healed, and whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, church family. I love you. Bless you. And uh, have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.